culture. It all starts in the boardroom. The revised UK Corporate Governance Code puts the relationships between companies, shareholders and stakeholders at the heart of long-term sustainable growth. The code places emphasis on business building trust by forming strong relationships with key stakeholders. It calls for companies to establish a corporate culture that is aligned with the company purpose, business strategy, promotes integrity and values diversity. The code places greater emphasis on culture and serves as a blueprint around the globe. Welcome to the Better Boards podcast series. In this episode, I'm delighted to talk with Mike Gahir about culture. It all starts in the boardroom. I'm Dr. Sabine Demkowski, founder and managing partner of Better Boards. We make the boards of the most ambitious organizations more effective. Our mission at Better Boards is to contribute to creating better boards. We do this by providing clients with an evidence-based approach for board evaluations and board development programs. To fulfill our mission, we give a voice to all who care about creating better boards. Mike, welcome to the Better Boards podcast series. Thank you very much for inviting me. Mike, you are recognized in this year's Non-Executive Director Awards in the UK as a net to watch. You were praised by the judges for overhauling the leadership and transparency that you created, and you are credited for having turned around steps to work. When we started discussing the podcast, you stressed the importance of culture in the boardroom in all you have done. Uh-huh. Can you elaborate on this? Yes, and, and thank you. So for me, culture is it's just so, so important. You know, there is a definite link between, you know, people, the board, the organization, and all of the intangible bits that, you know, for me, culture is that intangibility, the atmosphere that pervades an organization or a, a business or a, or a department. It's difficult to kind of describe because you can't touch it, but you can feel it. And so for me, it's the... It's the environment which is created by the leadership and the what. That's what can determine the success or otherwise of, of the company. And I'm sure for all, all of us listening and in, in all of our experiences, we've all come across leadership that creates a culture which is it's just not, not a very nice place to be. And, that the, and the results that follow from the creation of that type of culture. So that, I hope, gives you a little bit of a feel for what culture means means to me. And, you know, because it's so intangible, it's really so hard for some people to really get a grip on it. I would say that, if anything, it's, it's the hardest thing for leaders to get to grips with. And I'm, I'm sure there of the millions of you know, business leaders around the globe, there are plenty who I neither, neither believe it exists don't think it's particularly important or actually perhaps those two things are more a reflection of the leadership of that organization or that department rather than that statement being actually true. I mean you sit on various boards when I do the board evaluations I quite often hear well it's it's actually the executive team who is responsible for creating the culture Well, we both know what's stated in the corporate governance code. So what is your view? If I'm honest, I'm totally inclined to agree. People have an expectation and 
I think the implementation of culture really is, is a leadership trait that good leaders need to deploy consciously. It's something that, that that's kind of how I tend to tackle, you know, the boards that I sit on so that in the absence of, you know, proper thoughts and also coupled with that an inability to articulate the type of environment that leaders want for their businesses, I think people then come to work, they walk into their organisation and wondering where or you know whether they even fit in and what happens if I if I get it wrong and that, that whole element of uncertainty or negativity just can lead to underperformance and then people are scratching their heads as to why why that part of the business or that whole organization is failing. The implementation part, however, is I suppose is less of a plan and more of a set of behaviors. And I think that that's where leadership needs to reflect the culture especially if you're trying to implement cultural change Mm. is very, very difficult. So that that's where that consistency and transparency absolutely needs to come in from the leaders. Eventually where you, what you end up with is a business where people really want to come to work. They want to perform the best of their abilities. They feel trusted and they feel valued. And that really is the responsibility of the leadership to create that platform for the people to come and do their best in, you know? You know, I mean, there's a lot of talk how COVID has actually changed the whole working environment. I mean, we are much more used to operate now in the virtual world. People are not physically coming necessarily anymore to the office five days a week. Lots of discussions there, even more challenges now for leaders to create a culture with people who are all over the place. And actually, bizarrely, this it is the most perfect opportunity for leadership to be able to demonstrate part of those, well, certainly the values that I would hold dear. So and that one of the main ones there being trust. Because people aren't under a watchful eye 24-7 that they might have been, had they come to the office, you know, sort of five days a week and then feeling like, you know, I'm not sure I can do this or I can get away with it. Actually being able to provide the flexibility of, I don't know, if you're, partner is at home as well you know because they're working from home or they they work or whatever it is and you know having some lunch which you would never otherwise be able to do or you know flexing your day a little bit to actually go and maybe pick your children up from school because they'd love that if their mum or the dad who doesn't normally pick them up is able to do that then actually the leaders have to then provide uh, give that trust of their employees because the outputs you know, that leaders and businesses would expect of their employees doesn't change. What employees have, have gained is the flexibility in which they are able to deliver. And that, that really is a signs of a mature leader uh, or, or set of leadership um, skills, which allow employees to, to behave like that. And so COVID has actually created, bizarrely, that type of culture. It absolutely gives you that, that ability to do that. Because, you know, the other part of that equation is, leaders have a choice and just because you're on you know in a virtual world doesn't stop them from deploying the same should we say bad behaviors like if that was I don't know if it was bullying or shouting or chastising or or creating fear or whatever those negative behaviors were that doesn't disappear over zoom so so bizarrely COVID has created a platform to um to give leaders the the chance to create a different type of culture if they want to embrace it. And what is the role of the board in all of this? What should they do to really shape, monitor and oversee the culture of an organization? I think employees look to 
their leaders for certainty and direction. So the board needs to be absolutely crystal clear, create a vision. Where are we heading? What are we doing? How are we going to get there? And that vision really needs to be shared with its people. And the people need to understand where they fit in the journey. So, you know, one of the places I, I work is manufacturing. And so we have everybody from the board down through senior management to the accounts functions, marketing, sales, and warehouse delivery drivers, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it could be that some of the warehouse workers or whoever those people are, or, or at any level for that matter, you know, think, well, I only do this or I, I only do that. But really, if that one person doesn't do that, what happens to the rest of the machine? And so it is really important that the people need to understand where they fit in into the journey. So therefore, the boards are responsible for messaging to staff. And that messaging needs to be consistently reinforced and good behaviours that people demonstrate off the back of you know, being given the, the trust and responsibility to perform in their jobs needs to be recognised and rewarded. And I found that people want that from their, their leaders. They want to know that leaders are in control of the ship. The greater the level of uncertainty, the more nervous staff are like to feel when they arrive each morning. And I've seen that um, happen all the time. And so, so people need to feel assured so that they are able to come in and want to do a good job and focus on their performance. The monitoring part, I think, though, is that's difficult. That's, that's an intangibility. And so I guess it's probably easy enough to get a feel for the levels of contribution from employees. And that, that is reflecting the extent to which they're engaged with the organisation, desire they have to create success and, and want to be part of it. I've noticed um, one place where I work over, you know, kind of a six or, or eight month period, really, where we've been trying to implement, you know, some cultural change. The difference from, from when I first um, started that journey to, to even like where we are today is a world away. You know, you can just feel the level of enthusiasm, the, the, the buzz, the way people are coming forward with their ideas, how they want the organisation to succeed. That is a complete difference. That isn't a hard and fast measure. That's, that's a feeling. What have board members done to contribute to this? You know, quite often I feel a certain helplessness almost of board members. What can we do? We are only meeting eight times, ten times in a year. COVID has prevented us from doing our walkabouts. They are quite often too distant. So can you give some tips or what you have seen really working, what they can do to have a really positive impact on the culture? So I think there's got to be an agreement. If, for example, you want to create positions of trust, well, the whole board need to agree that you need to be able to trust the people. It's no good saying, well, whatever, you know, two out of five directors want to do that and they go about doing that bit and then the other three don't. You know, so that, that would mean, you know, things like sharing of information. It would be delivering praise that doesn't have to be happening physically you know so if you look some people who need that type of praise are um, elsewhere in the country they wouldn't necessarily be in the office so you have to find a mechanism to be able to deliver those type of messages consistently and I don't think that COVID or the virtual world sort of prevents you from from doing that really. So would you encourage that boards need to reach out more and communicate their vision? Without a doubt, communicating regularly and consistently. You could forgive employees, you know, to an extent for being mistrusting. I've walked into situations before where employees have good reason to distrust some of the former management. And so 
when you are trying to invoke some change, it can be met with um, a bit, bit of scepticism. And so there's nobody who could realistically sit here and say one message and the whole world is going to change. And that's really where the leadership traits come in about living and breathing the values that an organisation actually has. Every single opportunity to reinforce that message, you have to just keep doing it. Eventually, you see that non-believers become believers, and that, that is absolute fact. What does good really look like for you? What have you really, really seen working when it's really good? Good for me is a business that, that trusts its people. You know, employees don't inherently come to work to do a bad job. You know, so the leadership generally need to be able to sort of trust, trust its people to perform. But you need to be able to provide the right level of coaching to extract, you know, the best performance out of, of people. And I, and I think anecdotally, employees have much, much greater expectations Uh, of the employers so so I think that leaders in today's world just need to be cleverer than 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 ever before that means to me you create positions of trust you you hear me say this message right the way throughout this podcast creating positions of trust is really really important for me it gives the ability of people to contribute without fear uh, a feeling of being listened to so they actually feel valued and an encouragement then for creativity and responsibility and what that gives the leadership in return is an ability to not have to focus on all of the minute sort of detail because people are feeling empowered and responsible and therefore will we'll go about their business in a particularly professional way. And the leadership should be doing what they are paid to do, which is to look outwards, decide the strategy, steer the ship. And if this good is there in an organization, if a good culture is there, what measurable impact have you seen? Can it be measured in any way? Yes, I think it can. Sort of new or, you know, rocket science or anything, I think. Uh, so if I take the example of, you know, kind of where we are at Steps to Work, the creation of a, a culture in, in a similar way to what I described. Well, first of all, we've had employee engagement surveys. And when we started this journey to where we are now, we've basically got, I think, an average score of 97% across every single positive metric that comes within that survey. And that's been undertaken by a third party. That really just determines the level of staff engagement that we have. And it's, then it's no wonder that within two years, you know, we, we've done a million pound turnaround. That charity has never made, never had any surplus profits. And, and here we are, surplus profits for the first time in its history. And obviously to be redeployed to do good work with in, in the employment sector. On top of that, I've been fortunate enough to have just won um, another uh, £7 million contract, which will mean that we will have um, yet another positive year as we go through to um, next year, for example. I think it's, it's entirely measurable. No, fantastic. Lot of food for thought, and I think a good contribution to the current debate when we follow the media. A lot of thoughts on what needs to be done now in this new world where not everyone comes to the office anymore. What are the three things listeners should really take away from this podcast? So, I think you could, I think the listeners could possibly work it out themselves, but I'm going to summarize the three things to me that I think are really important for 
boards and for leaders of businesses and, and, and departments, etc. And the first thing is to be transparent. People aren't silly. They know when you're not being truthful to them, um, whether they can actually put their finger on anything or not is, is a different story. But internally, they'll be thinking something's not quite right here. So be as transparent as you are able to be. And the second thing is around be consistent. Decide the message, decide the culture, the vision, where you want to go with your organisation, and then consistently reinforce it. Every single opportunity is an opportunity to to reinforce what sort of culture you want to pervade that that organisation. And the third thing is trust your people. You will be massively surprised when you you engender that, that feeling of trust in an employee and what you get back for, for giving them that trust. So they're the three things for me that are highly important. Fantastic, Mike. Thank you so, so much for making the time contributing to the Better Bots podcast series. I think you gave our listeners a lot of food for thought. Well, thank you. Thank you ever so much for inviting me. I'm, I'm very grateful. How can we help you and your board to become more effective? We at Better Boards are always delighted to hear from you. Get in touch. You can best reach us at info at better-boards.com. Thank you for listening.